Hello and welcome to Affable Chat. My name is Benjamin and this is Joey. Hey, how's it going? And today we're talking about Minecraft. This is an open world survival game. Created by Notch, a.k.a. Marcus Person. The cast includes... I played this on my computer. Is that how you did it too, Joey? Yes, it is how I played it on my computer. I played it on the Java version, the best version. Yes, that one, uh, which I think is considered the main version of Minecraft, right? I think so. Okay. And go ahead and give us the synopsis of Minecraft. <laughs> okay. Fall to your death, get shot by skeletons, eaten by zombies, poisoned by spiders, set on fire, fall into lava, drown, starve, or be thrown into the void in this timeless game for kids. Yes, as hard as it is to summarize this game, I think that's as good as we're going to do. <laughs> um, let's get right into it with the pros. What do we like about Minecraft? I think Minecraft is a playground for creativity and that in a way that no other game that I know of is. It's, it's that, that's just amazing. Uh, you, it's so hard to define because there's so many options in there. It's fun for all ages. You'll find young kids who are addicted to this game just as much as you'll find uh, you know, young adults. And even I've actually played this game with a baby boomer before because the baby boomer owned the server. So truly fun for all ages. It's constantly evolving. Uh, if I, it has been a few years since I've really played a lot of Minecraft and the game has completely changed since then, but it still has the essence of what it is, of course. And it's possible to maintain a long-running history if you keep a server going with all the updates, which I think is really cool. It makes the things that you build uh, have that much more value since they can stand the test of time. Joey, what did you like? What do you, what do you like about Minecraft? Um, I love everything about Minecraft. It's the absolutely massive world, um, incredible amounts of choice, and there's so much depth um, to this game, more so than almost any other game that's out there, especially something that's widely released. Um, it's really simple, yet it's it can be infinitely complex, and there's just countless different ways to play. Um, some of the things I don't like about it is there's sometimes performance issues, and there's just bugs galore. There's constantly people are constantly pushing the edges of this game, and so you find the cracks pretty easily. What about you? I yeah, I don't have a lot of bad things to say about Minecraft because it is so much about how you play it and what you decide to do with it, but. I think in every case, it is a massive time suck. If oh, you, yeah. <laughs> if you get into Minecraft, you are going to spend a lot of time on it, and that can be a real hurdle to get over. I, I really stopped playing Minecraft in college because I didn't have time anymore. When I was in high school, it, this was like the thing to do after school, but once I got into more of a social environment, I just couldn't find the time to really sink into Minecraft. Uh, so that's... I guess yeah. you can call that a con. It's uh, it, it does take a lot of time. But, okay, let's get into our overall section. Joey, take it away. Yeah, I think you're definitely right about the, the time suck thing. I mean, almost anything is impossible with this game, um, which is one of the things I like most about it, but it takes forever for anything to actually happen. Um, but besides that, I feel like it's such a... There's so much immense like pleasure that comes from actually taking a lot of time to do something and like actually seeing it fu like fulfilled and actually come together that it's almost like you know it kind of feeds into itself and when you i mean the sunk cost fallacy comes up again and again 
um, in Minecraft. She's like, I spent so much time on this, I don't want to give up on it. I want to keep working on it, and eventually it'll be great. Um, and I feel like that's definitely true for almost everything you do in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I actually think, like, I've described Minecraft as, like, the perfect video game for so many reasons. And I'm, I like, maybe I'm not the person to say that because I don't play a lot of video games. I'm not, like, I don't consider myself a gamer, necessarily. I'm not someone who kind of, like, I don't think of myself as going home and playing a lot of video games or keeping up with video game culture or anything. I kind of do inadvertently because a lot of the people I follow online and stuff, they, they're really into video games. And so I kind of, that kind of seeps in. I got to get an idea of what's going on through osmosis. But it's not something that I care about a lot. I don't play, like, the most recent games or anything. But Minecraft has been something that I've returned to over and over again, um, like despite having played it for years. Um, and it's just never really gone st stale for me. I've always found new things to do. And, and there's just so much that the game has to offer that, um, I mean, you could just play it for hours and hours and hours, which I have. I've probably sunk more time into this game than literally anything else, which is kind of crazy. Literally anything else? Maybe besides school or eating. <laughs> <laughs> Those are close. Those are close seconds. Wow. Uh, um, I think the thing that makes, like, the thing that separates video games from other mediums is the interactivity, right? Like, and maybe that sounds completely obvious, but I feel like it's a really important distinction because in other mediums, you don't really have a choice in how things play out, right? Like in a movie, for example, like the example I want to use is Us, right? That movie, like, brought you in. It, was, it felt kind of interactive because it's a horror movie, right? So you're, if you're in an audience and stuff and they're, uh, reacting to the stuff that's happening on screen, then it can be seen, it can seem very um, like reactive and everything. It seems like the the movie's coming up to life. Plus, with the kind of vague theme that's in there, it requires you to kind of do a little bit of work to figure out what they're um, what they're trying to say. But for that movie, and I think a lot of other movies, you kind of end up at the same conclusion no matter where you start from. Right? There's only really one place to go. But things that make video the things that make video games great is that you can kind of get there in any other way and you don't have to end up where everyone else ends up and you don't have to end up, you don't have to get there the same way that everyone else does. And Minecraft is the perfect example of that because it gives you unlimited choice, of, uh, essentially. Like other video games, for example, um, especially like RPGs, they always kind of put you on like railroad tracks, right? You're like, oh, I have to get from A to B and how do I get there? And maybe you have some choice about what weapons you use or like how you do it or whatever. You know, you, you're like, oh, I can do this. I can come this way. Even like these big open world games, you know, you, you seem to have a lot of choice. But like Minecraft takes, makes those choices like, uh, like they multiply over the amount of things that you can do. It's not just as simple as walking from A to B. You get to get there in so many different ways, right? You could get there by riding a horse. You get there by boat. You could get there by digging. You could get there by um flying you know there's so many things that you could do to to accomplish the same goal and it's really completely up to you right and um, even there the place that you're traveling to doesn't even remotely have to be the same thing you can have yeah. you can be going any number of places for any number of reasons right and other games like you're always kind of given the illusion of choice but minecraft really makes it up to you there's there's almost nothing to do which means there's almost everything to do, right? Like, there's, there's so much that you have to make a decision about. It's not, it's not even just like, oh, like what, am, like, what is my objective? You know, I have to beat the bad guy at the end. It's like, Minecraft doesn't really have that. It has, you know, there is achievements. There are, like, things, that you, like, things to set out in the game that are to be accomplished. But if you don't do them, it doesn't matter. You know, the game doesn't punish you for kind of, like, 
going your own path or completely ignoring any path. Yeah, I, I played so much Minecraft in high school. And I never felt compelled to actually do any of that. It, it yeah. was all about, you know, carving your own path or just doing what seems, you know, like doing right now. Yeah, what seems fun right now. I mean, so it encourages you to, to survive, right? But then it, after that, it kind of creates all the rules for yourself. Like you can be ethical or you can be evil. And, but the, also the definitions of morality are also totally up to you, you know? Like if you're like, oh, I don't want to kill the animals. They're so cute. You could do that and you'd be fine. You know, you could find other sources of food or find other sources for the resources that they drop. You don't have to do that. Or you could be like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go through and kill every cow that's in, like, that I come across. Like, that's also totally fine. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. Like, it's all completely up to you. And you, from there, like, the, the possibilities just abound, right? You can build anything using nearly any material found in the game. Right, and, so, and, and it not only can you do that in a world that's totally your own, but you can share that world with others, which right. interacting with other humans in this world, or, you know, players in this environment just multiplies the, the, uh, what's possible to a greater extent. That's right, because then you have all this, you know, all the things that communities build, right? All these interactives, you, all these interactivities, or I guess interactions, that's the word I'm looking for, that you can have with... When you're just talking to people in real life, it, it comes into Minecraft because you literally have all of these different, you know, ways of interacting with your fellow players um, that are, you know, completely up to you. There, there's all, so much that you could build and so much that you can use, and it doesn't even require that much imagination. Um, and it's this, the tools are right there in front of you. Um, all it requires is like a will to kind of find a way, right? Uh, I was watching someone on YouTube, this guy, Cubfan135, who I really like. He's a player on the Hermitcraft server, which is probably the most popular um, single player, or uh, not single player, but survival vanilla Minecraft server out there. Um, just tons and tons of these guys um, who play on the server. I, I say tons and tons, there's like 20 of them. And they all have YouTube channels and they all are, are fairly successful in their own right. So Cubfan talked about, he's like, the reason that Minecraft is great is for this one reason. It's because of emergent gameplay, which is not something I'd heard of before, but after having him describe it, I, I completely agree with it. Essentially what it, emergent gameplay is, is that it's features that are not necessarily built into the game. It's just that the barriers to reach those features don't exist. So you can combine certain things to make something new. Um, and that's kind of all that Minecraft is about, right? Is combining two things and making something a third thing right that's the whole crafting aspect of the game but like to make make a game that has emerging gameplay is is not just like oh we're just going to put this thing in there right it's not like oh we're going to have a cool sword in this game we have to design a cool sword it's like an entire philosophy of design you have to be able to it has to be from the very beginning ne like necessary for you to believe that this is something useful or something good and then work everything else around that right minecraft is all about choice and the power that's within yourself. And so to, you know, achieve something that you want to achieve, you just have to kind of have the will or the imagination to do it. And there's so many different ways that you can combine features in the game to make something that's totally, that no one ever thought was possible, right? I mean, a great example is like iron farms. Iron is like a completely, you know, finite resource. You have to dig in the ground to find it. But people found a way of exploiting the way that iron golems spawn in villages to make like iron farms that are super efficient so now they can spend time doing other things and don't have to worry about gathering iron ever and they can just have unlimited iron so it's just like a 
you know, that's not something they intended to do. It's very clear that this is something that like the developers never thought was even possible. And yet somebody was like dedicated enough to put it together and then spread it online to other people. And now everyone can build it. Um, it's just amazing. And there's just so many examples of that. Minecraft has filled with that sort of thing. Right. And, and from my perspective, like I, I played Minecraft kind of in the earlier days. And since then, so much has changed. Coming into a, a server that, that we're playing on together and seeing all these like these titans of industry that my <laughs> friends have become and, and their ability to domesticate animals and uh, you know create trade networks between villagers so that they can get the best supplies really easily. It's just it's amazing to just look at that. And back in the day when I was like, wow, you've got six furnaces. Wow. You're going to have so much iron uh, <laughs> to, to what we have now where everything is completely automated. It's, it's kind of like being born in, in modern day, like right. the world where you don't have to know how your phone works, but you get to use it. Uh, so it's, it's the same thing. It, like, Minecraft has a really big parallel, I think, to kind of real world, like, advancements yeah. that are made that become the norm no one's going around doing old-fashioned mining and furnacing i mean i guess you could but why would you when you have that's the thing is like that's the thing that makes the game so interesting though is that you have a new update i mean this new this newest one 1.14 was kind of, was i feel like it's a little bit controversial just because it changed a lot of the things that people are already interacting with but i really do think it's a change for the better and every change that they've made has been a change for the better and but what the thing that makes it really awesome is first of all, you never have to actually sign on for it, right? You can just keep playing the older version if you want. You don't have to sign up for the new one. Um, but if you did sign up for the new one, you don't have to change your gameplay at all. You can, like, they updated the oceans, right? You don't have to go to the ocean. You can stay in your forest or your desert or whatever and just totally ignore that aspect of the game. And that's totally fine. The things that they changed, they made, the changes that they made won't affect you back there all they ever do is add things they hardly ever take things away and for that reason it's encouraging people to combine older systems right it's making that emergent features come to come to the light and that's because that they're not they're not interfering with the way things were right they're only adding new things which i think is just such a wonderful idea for a game it's just you know it makes it deeper and deeper without discouraging people from playing especially the people that have been sticking around for the longest Right, and I mean, a game is as complex as Minecraft. It, there's a reason to stick around for the long haul already, but yeah. they continuously add new, newer and newer things just gives you a reason to keep coming back. And that's one of the things I think is so interesting about this game is that a lot of its success has been kind of counterintuitive to what I think a lot of big game design, like developers are pitching as like the way forward, right? For example, like microtransactions or releasing the same game every year or like, um, you know, uh, DLC, or anything like that. Minecraft doesn't have any of that stuff. Every, every year they have a new update. Sometimes it's a little longer than that. You know, it kind of it varies a lot. But every, every year or so, they come out with a new update. That update is totally free for anyone who's bought the game in the past. And you have an option of using it or not using it. Obviously, if you don't use it, then you're going to fall behind if they, or they fix bugs. But these, uh, the game is already pretty much done by the time they release the next update so you can keep playing on the old one forever essentially and still have the basically same experience um the other thing is that like they there's never going to be a minecraft 2 that's kind of the thing right they they always just keep adding on to the old one if they ever stopped making new stuff for this game and started making it for the next game they would lose a lot of people because a lot of people would just stick with 
the game they currently have. The uh, one of the things that like one of the reasons that like the Minecraft community is so dedicated, I think, is because it so encourages customization, not just in the game, but outside of it, with all the modifications and texture packs that people make, all the different ways of like changing the way the game works. If someone wants something in the game that they don't see, they can make it themselves. And Minecraft's like API and everything is so easy to to access, and they highly encourage people to do that. And I mean, they take examples and they take um, ideas from the community constantly. One of the things that they were uh, concerned with was changing the villagers in this new update, and they wanted to see if they could still make iron farms. And so they were constantly talking to people in the community. They were in, uh, like, they were talking to people on YouTube and were like, "Hey, like, we want, you know, this is important to you. We don't want to get rid of it. But we want to change these things." Like. Will you guys be able to adapt? Will this work for you? And they were able to find a compromise, which I think is just awesome. You know, they're actually listening to the community, actually making changes that are meaningful and that people can be happy with and feel like they have a, um, you know, a say in. Yeah, it seems like so obvious to do that. But a lot of games or just a lot of game creators, it feels like they totally ignore their audience and yeah. go with what they think is best. I think a good example of this is like the EA Sports series where there are thriving communities that follow these games and get the newest release and make content about them year after year. But every single year, some of the most viral videos on YouTube that I see from especially EA Sports is FIFA 19 sucks. Here's why. Like yeah. FIFA 19, like top five reasons that it's bad. And and right. that's really <laughs> disappointing. And I think the a big part of that is because they don't listen to the community. They, they just do whatever makes sense to them from like a business perspective. I hope it makes sense from a business perspective because otherwise, what are they doing? Uh, but this, I mean, Minecraft is the complete opposite of that, uh, which obviously the community yeah. has something to show for it. Well, that's the thing is like, I don't know. Like, I mean, Minecraft is, Minecraft is the second best-selling game of all time. The only game that's ever beaten it is Tetris. Like, <laughs> it's insane. Uh, it's a one, 154 million copies sold. There was never, it never had a publisher or commercial advertising. Like, that's, like, it was just word of mouth, essentially. And then people, like, talking about How it. How did you find out? How did you, who told you about Minecraft? My brother did. My my younger brother was playing it um, on like the I guess the classic version. I guess that's what it's called. Like where it was like a big server and there's a bunch of people on there and you can just basically it's kind of like creative but like with a bunch of people and everyone kind of there's like rules and stuff but like it was just kind of the wild west. Like anyone could do anything essentially. <laughs> um, and then you could get your own like little tiny server if you wanted. It was like a tiny little box that you could build whatever you wanted in and kind of showcase things. That was kind of interesting. And then the like actual beta right came out with the actual survival aspect of the game, um, and then of course the actual version came out came out a little bit later, and that's when I dropped Dump John was um, when the actual version came out. I got I got on board when the beta came out. That was when one of my friends showed me, and then it just became a craze in my friend group. And Minecraft's yeah. been in my life ever since. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I I played online with a few people, but never never like a dedicated group necessarily until recently. Um, in the last couple of years, I've been playing on the one server for a long time, and that's been very rewarding. But we don't really interact that much. Like we are, we are kind of spread out really far in the world, so we kind of all—it's all kind of our own little single-player thing. And sometimes we interact, but it's not often. Um, which, I, in some ways, I like that because I'm used to like being by myself. But in other ways, it's like ah, like it's kind of a pain that we're so far away. But it's also hard to get our schedules to line up and everything too. So yeah, this yeah, at this time in our lives, it's a lot harder to get 
together online. When I was in high school, yeah. Minecraft was... I mean, it changed. Sometimes it was Halo, sometimes Modern Warfare, but there was a lot of the time where Minecraft was the place to be after school. You know, it's like, are you getting on tonight, dude? Like, <laughs> and it was yeah. it was awesome. And and uh, at least the community I played with, we were always close together. We would always plan a city together, build together, and then get griefed by each other also. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's the best part. <laughs> Just ruining other people's days. <laughs> yeah, if they're not online, or even if they are trying to get away with it and not get caught, there's always drama on our server. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing is like it encourages like you have so much choice, right? It encourages you to have that kind of like weird interactions with your friends and stuff it's not as simple it's just like we're gonna play you know we're gonna jump into this game and we're gonna fight each other you know it's like we're we can have like a intense like you know months long drama that plays out that's based on like destruction and betrayal and stuff like all these things that like just continue and perpetuate themselves as if it's a real real life you know interaction not so much like a oh we're all in a, we're all in the game together and now we're going to shoot each other kind of thing you know it doesn't like something like a online call of duty that doesn't encourage that kind of like community one of the other things i wanted to talk about was like minecraft's cultural impact and i actually uh quoted i got something from wikipedia which i want to quote um it says in september of 2012 mojang which is the creators of um, minecraft uh began the block by block project in cooperation with un habitat to create world, real world environments in minecraft the project allows young people to live in those environments who live in those environments to participate in designing the changes they would like to see using minecraft the community has helped reconstruct the areas of concern and citizens are invited to enter the minecraft servers and modify their own neighborhood carl manna uh, Mojang's manager, managing director, called the game the perfect tool to facilitate this process, adding, the three-year partnership with support U, uh, will support U, UN Habitat's Sustainable Urban Development Network to upgrade 300 public spaces by 2016. So people are actually using Minecraft to model real-world situations and asking people, how would you change this? And they give people, they give them, like, you know, an avatar and say, you know, Go, you know, go wild. What do you want to change? One of the other things I saw in this uh, thing about in this uh, Wikipedia article about Minecraft was that people were quoted as saying that um, Notch didn't create a game. He tricked people into playing a uh, 3D CAD software, uh, which I kind of agree with in some ways. It's like like everyone, it becomes a 3D modeler and understands 3D space because they can walk around it and see it and they can, you know, play around with it and see how the changes they make affect it. It's just a really, really powerful tool that like people are using for all sorts of applications, not just you know for fun. That's incredible. I actually didn't know about that. It's crazy to see the places Minecraft has gone. I mean, how old is this, is this game now? Uh, I think, oh, man, I think 2012 is when it officially released. Okay, so se when. seven years old. Well, it's, oh, it's, it's the 10th year anniversary is coming up. I think it's like this week. Since it was like first created, I guess. Minecraft was first released to the public on May 17th, 2009, known as classic version. Got it. But yeah, it's amazing. And I can't wait to see where it keeps going. I, I, like, when is this thing going to stop? I, I can't see it end in sight. Well, that's the thing is like Microsoft now owns Mojang, right? But they have not, they, all they've done is given them more resources. The last few updates that have come out uh, after Minecraft was bought by Microsoft has, have been great. They've been really great. And they've been so like polished and like they show like the team is working super hard on this. Um, and so I, I don't know, like 
at some point, I think somebody's going to ruin it, right? Somebody at the top is going to be like, we can make more money off of this, and then they're going to put something in there. But when that happens, it's going to create a division in the Minecraft community, and people are going to be like, people are going to divide, you know? Some are going to stick with the last version that was free, and then other people are going to move on to the old one. And um, we're going to see what happens from there. It's going to create some sort of uh, schism. But until then, you know, it's, it's like a, a testament to a great idea and very hard work and some very dedicated people and how that pays off in like a, you know, a big way as far as art goes. Yeah, I agree. And the fact that that hasn't, that division hasn't happened yet is pretty amazing. So Minecraft for me, it was a revolutionary, it was a revolution in gaming unlike anything I'd ever experienced. In a time where I thought gaming was always going to be about better graphics and getting more realistic, you know, being more you know, just look visually more immersive, Notch slapped me across the face with a concept for gaming that I didn't even know I wanted so badly. I remember when my friend showed me Minecraft for the first time, and this was in the heyday of Halo 3, which, you know, I was a firm believer was the greatest game of all time. He goes, you got to try out Minecraft. I took one look at it. I was like, dude, do you realize how bad these graphics are? <laughs> how how can you how can you justify wasting even a second on such a poorly uh, animated video game when Halo Three has realistic blood gushes or yeah, whatever coming out of it? Right. Well, that's one of the, I, I mean that's one of the things too that I feel like is counterintuitive, right? It's like no, like I don't think like I I'm gonna say I don't think real gamers I don't think people who play video games really care about graphics that much. I don't think that's really the thing that makes people like really excited. It's cool when it looks awesome, but I feel like gameplay is so much more important. And I think Minecraft is a perfect example of that. There's so much of this game that feels unfinished. It feels like unpolished, but it's still like, it's almost like a, um, because it's so awkward, it's like very lovable. You know, people find it very endearing because of its blockiness. Yeah. Well, also one of the things, like you said, it's really easy to edit Minecraft. I've downloaded uh, texture packs that were realistic Minecraft, yeah, yeah. you know, where people take it into their own hands to make these things look better. So you can have that if, if that's really important to you. But I agree. At the same time, the the, def the vanilla Minecraft is very, yeah, it's cute. It's endearing. It, it's fun. Uh, and it can actually be kind of beautiful. When you can Catch, really when you catch the sunrise, uh, uh, when it when it the light casts on your the civilization you're building, it can be kind of, a, a kind of beautiful experience. Back yeah. in the day, I mean, I've have tons of screenshots saved in my Dropbox account uh, from me and my friends taking pictures of the things that we created because we were proud of them. And, and Minecraft, even though the graphics aren't amazing, still looks great. Uh, yeah, so. Since I got into Minecraft, since I got over my graphics thing, uh, problem with <laughs> Minecraft, since I basically after I played it once, um, I've dumped hours and hours and hours into creating various architecture, tunneling, farming, transportation, and you know any so many other things. Uh, my only regret is that they're all gone now. They are all everything I've ever created yeah. in Minecraft is is history because the way that me and my friends played, we heavily modded our servers. So every time there was a major update eventually uh, like our the server we were currently playing on would collapse under the weight of us wanting the new features so then we'd have to start from scratch and create a brand new thing which was in itself was fun but at the same time i really wish i had the option to go back and visit some of the old civilizations that i sank so much time into uh, but they do live on in my memory <laughs> and today i want to share some of them with you uh, specifically i want to share with you a, a character that i created in my Minecraft experience, and his name is Ratman. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> so, um, oh man. Yes. In, the story of Ratman is legendary. Yes. And, and Ratman, so basically in Minecraft, just like texture packs, you can change your skin. So change how other players see you in the world. Right. And I decided to make my character a human sized rat. And uh, rat, so just so you can imagine it, Ratman was a white, like a really like just blank white rat with a pink tail, like a like a oh, so like it was like a laboratory rat. Yes, like a laboratory rat with blue, big blue eyes and ears okay. too. So um, basically, the origin of Ratman is even though I played a lot of Minecraft uh, when in high school, I didn't have quite as much time as some of my friends who were a little more committed to it. And a lot of times when we'd switch servers, the city would get built without a lot of influence from me because I was, uh, you know, playing soccer, doing whatever things my mom made me do. So <laughs> I would still want to contribute. Participating in society. Right, right. But I, but I, so to make my contribution, something I could always count on was that the city would uh, have streets and underneath those streets, I could build the sewers, which is where Ratman spent most of his time. So. Yeah, appropriately, of course. Um, also, one thing, a, a the mark of Ratman, where you could tell that you're looking at Ratman, is I would only wear golden boots. That was the only armor that I'd put on. I mean, if I was going into battle, I might put something else on. But for the aesthetic and just the day-to-day rat life, golden boots were the only <laughs> way to go. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's talk about the sewers. They're always just underneath the streets of town. Uh, basically, it would be just a tunnel made of completely of cobblestone with kind of a trough in the middle where there would be water flowing. And mm. I mandated in various cities, this didn't always happen, but if I could, I would mandate that you needed to build a toilet in your house and in your buildings. And I would use i would connect your toilet to the sewers so that if you threw something into your toilet it would end up going into the sewers and at various times i had set up ways to collect those things although most of the times people are throwing garbage in their toilets anyways and i didn't want it so <laughs> that was <laughs> a really great way to collect resources um but you know all the city not only toilets but other city waterworks were connected throughout the sewers and ratman knew the sewers well and it was a good way to sneak around town if you had to get from place to place undetected uh, also the sewers were the which where ratman worked but also where ratman lived the ratchelor pad was down there in the sewers and that's where uh, ratman would had his bed and where to spend his time and also it's where the magic happens according to ratman um as far as <laughs> um, as far as Ratman's business ventures go, because Ratman had an interesting part place uh, in society. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the podcast how it society's advanced in Minecraft, and you don't have to do kind of like the manual labor anymore that you used to, or at least you can figure out how to avoid it once you build it. Sure. So um, Ratman didn't usually have a whole lot of resources outside of cobblestone and whatever people are throwing into the toilets. So he had to find a way to you know, gather these resources without having to actually go out and get them. So Ratman founded Ratman and Sons Lumber Co., which was a building. It was, I think it was three or four stories tall, completely made out of wood because we had to show that we had the wood. And, mm. uh, and at the top, there was Ratman's office, big old chair, big office, you know, seats on the sides for his sons. And it was supposed to be a very legitimate way for Ratman to exchange lumber for other resources so that he can contribute to society and everything. 
the server that I built Ratman and Sons on, we it was me and my friends, we had a town together, and then one of our friends lived like on the outskirts of town in this ominous tower. <laughs> and we'll refer to him as the bumbling oaf. That was what the we called it. Oaf. Yes. And in the night he would come and grief us. And he would and he would at the time the Dark Knight Rises was really big. So he would even come on uh on Skype, which is what we used to talk then, and he would always be like did you come to watch your city burn? And we would have to like team up to stop him from destroying everything, which was actually amazing. And there were times where we would get legitimately angry with each other in real life with griefing. But I think that overall it was a positive thing to have all like the extra drama. So anyways, Ratman and Sons Lumber Company, a very legitimate business venture, was burned to the ground, uh, allegedly (laughs) by this bumbling oaf. <laughs> with all the content and Ratman's sons inside. So after that, Ratman. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so after that, Ratman was absolutely scarred and turned his back on legitimate business ventures. And that leads us mm. to the Church of Big Jimmy. So we spent a lot of time on this server and we had a, a you know, a bustling society and one thing we were missing was a prominent religion. So Ratman took it upon himself to bring religion to the people of... Honestly, we had a lot of different cities. Uh, One of our bigger cities was called Riverbend because it was founded on like a... That the is Bend a great river. city name. Yes, and uh, so we'll say the people. We'll just use that one, uh, kind of uh, to classify over all of this. Because Ratman honestly happened in iterations. Like when we get a new uh. server, Ratman would do it again. Anyways, <laughs> so Ratman fa- uh, founded the Church of Big Jimmy, and Big Jimmy was a great deity that demanded sacrifices of food and precious metals. That was basically who Big Jimmy was. Also, Big Jimmy had total had full reign over your immortal soul, and mm. Rat. Man used that to convince people to come to the services that took place in the underground chapel, which is, of course, you guessed it, in the sewers. So we would we had a town message board usually where we uh, Ratman would post signs that you know announced to the town when the services were going to be, and you were expected to show up if you cared about your eternal soul at all. Inside of the chapel itself, so the chapel itself is basically what you think of as a chapel. There, it was a the roof was slanted, you know, towards the middle, and there sure. were rows of pews. There was actually at one point, I think we had a VIP pew section that was like above uh, the you, other ones. Yeah, if you did, you, you have like a bell tower. If you paid tithes, um, no bell tower. I, it, mostly, it was just dug out of the wall in the sewer, so there was nothing oh, okay. to view from the outside. You could just go inside of the the actual uh, chapel itself. I see. And during these services, Ratman would testify about the power and the wrath, and like big emphasis on the wrath of Big Jimmy. And we would listen. I would play songs over Skype. <laughs> and like probably the favorite song, the number one song of the Church of Big Jimmy was I'll Fly Away, which is actually like a prominent church song. Um, I- I'll play a clip of it right here. One the version that Kanye West put on one of his albums and everyone would like you know squat or jump up and down and really feel the power of Big Jimmy and once everyone's get all riled up Ratman would 
you know, compel the people of the church to come forth with their sacrifices and throw them into the mouth of Big Jimmy. And, and let me explain what this is. So um, the altar of Big Jimmy was basically just this giant golden face. So it was made completely of golden blocks and it was and it had a wide open mouth. Of course, the eyes were made of solid diamond, and, and inside the open mouth, there were flames lit. There were just torches placed in there, but there are flames. So what you would do is you'd toss your valuable resources into the mouth of Big Jimmy, and they would burn up in his eternal flame and sure. obviously ascend to Big Jimmy. Uh, so we would do this every once in a while and I would have, you know, different songs and different things to say at my various services. But what the people didn't know was when they were throwing their source, their resources into the burning mouth of Big Jimmy, it would actually just go right through the fire, land in like a river that would take them into a chest that would collect all of the different resources. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so Ratman used his knowledge of the sewers to design a system. To get people's actual valuable stuff instead of just their garbage. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and Ratman got away with this for a long time, but there was a church scandal where one of the dissenters who didn't believe in in Big Jimmy, who is a oh, Big Jimmy man. atheist, claimed that Ratman was a fraud who made up Big Jimmy as an excuse to collect resources from the other townspeople. <laughs> <laughs> that is preposterous. <laughs> yeah, which yes, of course it's preposterous. So Ratman. Um, in the because there was also a church office, like you could go into see Ratman's office within the church, and uh, Ratman constructed a chest that was kind of deep in the wall, where if you were to access the chest, you'd have to walk re- really close to the wall, and there was a sure. button that said press to release stolen church goods. So if you wanted to prove that Ratman had stolen from the church, all you'd need to do is press this button. So uh, <laughs> you go up and press the button, but it wouldn't actually open the chest. Pressing the button would release the trap door underneath you and you'd fall really far into a pool of lava and die, thus clearing <laughs> Ratman's name. I see. <laughs> no proof. Exactly. No witnesses. Right. And um, so Ratman was able to basically sustain himself off of free things from the others in exchange for entertainment and uh, eternal salvation through the the will of Big Jimmy. So um, <laughs> that was the main purpose of Ratman, honestly. Ended up being the like the greatest prophet for Big Jimmy, which don't ask me how he came up with Big Jimmy. I don't know why that's his name. <laughs> That's not the, that is the least ridiculous part of that story. <laughs> the name of your god. So, um and that oh, was that's so funny. That was the pinnacle I think of my achievement as Ratman uh in in the world of Minecraft and uh I honestly I never could have seen that coming. I mean, I created him, but when I logged on to Minecraft for the first time, I never thought I would invent a fake religion in order to rip off my friends. So, <laughs> That's just one example of what's possible in this amazing, amazing game. Yes. I mean, you really said it. That's so funny. <sighs> I'm so glad I got to share that too, because for, for years I've actually, I've shared that with people uh, when we talk about Minecraft and they're like, whoa, were we playing the same game? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, it really is. Well, they just, uh, so uh, you were, we were talking about this before, but they just updated the signs in Minecraft. So now you can do like... um different colors on like a text on your signs. Oh, what? Which is really cool. Yeah. And also they have these this new things called a lectern and you can put a book that you have stuff written in it and put it on the lectern and you can like uh so a bunch of people can read it at the same time essentially. Wow. It would also be a good prop for your church though. Honestly, I yes, it would. And I that's 
what I love about Minecraft is that you can go in so many different directions. And for me, that was the most intriguing part was kind of the interaction aspect of it. And things like books, signs especially, were all great ways to communicate and have like hilarious jokes uh, within Minecraft. So it's, there's just so yeah. much to it. I, I'm, plenty of people have played this game to death and never done something like this, uh, which is fine because they're doing something just as amazing in, in some other direction. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. All right, I think you wanted to say something about the songs that are in this game, yes. Joey. Yes, so one of the, the songs in Minecraft are, like, um, famously, like, great. They were written by somebody named C418. That's actually one of the names of one of the songs, but he, uh, hold on. Shoot. His name is actually Daniel Rosenfield. Uh, Rosenfeld, I guess. He's a um, German musician, um, and he was approached by Notch, um, back when he was first making the game and he released a couple of different albums uh, the alpha version and Minecraft volume alpha and then Minecraft volume uh, beta and both of those are implemented into the uh, soundtrack of the game and the the soundtrack is just so like m like melodic and beautiful and it's like so simple it's like almost like 8-bit kind of in a way it's like very simple um, instruments but it doesn't play constantly right it's like it comes in and out um, as the day changes and it kind of just um like denotes the passage of time it's it's all so so peaceful and just thinking about it it's just such a nice like way to relax it's just kind of listen to the music um as it comes on and i've i feel like i've absorbed it in a lot of ways like i just kind of know it very intuitively now because i've heard it so many times even though a lot of times i've spent playing it without listening to the music but i really like it i think it's just such a such a good such good video game music because it's just it's not distracting but it's just so peaceful and um and really kind of gives a nice tone to the game, which can sometimes be frantic and, um, you know, <laughs> crazy. I mean, it's also a part of the game that you potentially could go without. You don't need to sink all that energy into creating a good soundtrack for Minecraft, but they did it anyway. Sure. Yeah, and it's it's just um, amazing. I mean, it's one of awards um, for being the best video game soundtracks and stuff. Uh, Kotaku named it the best video game soundtrack of 2011. Um, and it's it's been... Um, a constant that people have always kind of returned to as one of the, like maybe not one of the uh, greatest selling points of the game, but necess but one of the greatest features it has. Okay, you want to move on to our tweets? Yes, we have some tweets to talk yes, about. Yes, I'm not done talking about Ratman. Uh, oh, when I was <laughs> when I was getting ready, when I was reminiscing on Ratman uh, for this episode, I remembered Ratman definitely has a Twitter account <laughs> and uh, one of many like fictional. Uh, characters that I made Twitter accounts for in my youth, and just a few good ones that I think really show the character of who who Ratman was. This is from February sixth, twenty twelve. Ratman says, "Big Jimmy service tonight at nine thirty. Be there or be damned forever." <laughs> <laughs> like your attendance was pretty mandatory at the church of Big Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> Uh, okay, another one on the same day, the 6th of February, 2012. Due to recent defacement of property belonging to the Church of Big Jimmy, all services have been postponed indefinitely. Good luck in hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Had to find a way to keep people coming in. Um, there is also, I couldn't remember as much about this, but Ratman did have like a family lore. Uh, obviously, his, his son. Sons died in that awful fire. Right, at Ratman and Sons Lumber Co. But it's, he also had um, a wife, which I can't remember her name. I think she was just called the female Ratman. Uh, <laughs> and 
<laughs> Not even a rat woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's also a playoff of this next tweet, which is um, from July 6th, 2012, I believe that is. Yes. And uh, the Ratman did a lot of hashtags that were trending just to try to g- gain more clout on Twitter. And this one was hashtag mention someone beautiful. And he did Mama Ratman, who uh, Mama Ratman was a big influence on Ratman. And uh, of course, her name is Mama Ratman, not something else. Um, And I mean, I feel like it's appropriate to bring her up because we're recording on Mother's Day. Shout out to all the affable chat moms out there listening uh, to our <laughs> to this right now. Uh, this this tweet came a little bit later in September twenty fifth of twenty twelve. He goes, "I miss Mama Ratman and her sewer gumbo." Hashtag yum. Oh my so, god, <laughs> Ratman was a very complex character. I know we've yeah. seen some of the more the vitriol that he was capable of, but at the same time, he he was sensitive and he had a lot taken from him. So it's hard to. to That's right. I mean, yeah. You, you, I mean, sometimes you got to take it back, right? Like. You gotta stick it to the man. Yeah, I, as Ratman used to always say, "Only Big Jimmy can judge me." So, mm. it, <laughs> but okay, that's enough about Ratman tweets. <laughs> oh man, I love that story. Okay, so um, I don't have any quotes for this because there's not any dialogue in this game, but there is one thing I want to talk about just briefly, which is the end poem, um, which you read when you beat the dragon for the first time, which actually. We learned yesterday because we were playing together. You don't actually have to beat the dragon for you to read the poem. You just have to go through the portal. And then it shows up. Right. I, I read this I, poem yesterday without doing anything. <laughs> yes. You just walked in and it was like, congratulations on the hardships you faced getting here. It's like, I didn't do anything. Um, I, if you haven't read it, then I recommend it. And if you haven't read it in a while, then you should go back and read it because it's interesting. And it's, I feel like there's a lot of depth to it, just like there is a lot of depth to Minecraft. Um, and it talks about how, uh, I mean, I don't know exactly how to summarize it, but it's essentially like the game is a dream, but your life is also a dream. Um, it, like equating your life on Earth is a sort or sort of game um, that you have to make choices in, and you have a bunch of you have a lot of freedom to make those choices, um, and those choices have consequences, just like in Minecraft. So, um, Minecraft kind of uh, emulates real life in some ways, not in every way. Um, but I think those are some of the most interesting aspects of it, of that you have to be aware of your, sur- your own survival, of the, like the limits of your body, um, and you know, use tools to overcome those. So, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I was honestly really surprised by the depth of this poem because it's you know Minecraft, right? Again, from face value, yeah. it's like oh, it's a little silly game. But at the same time, if you've spent substantial uh, experience on Minecraft then you know that this poem is actually really accurate. It's like it's spot on for the feeling that you get for this world that you create yourself. Yeah, it was written by Julian Gao, who is an Irish novelist. Um, and uh, he's done a bunch of other things that um, I don't recognize, but um, it's, it is beautiful. So if you get a chance, reread it again. All right. That brings us to the exciting... Uh, action part of our podcast. Joey, I think you know what time it is. It's time for us to play Minecraft. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are. Oh, okay. All right. Don't fall off the cliff. Yes. Here, I got you a bed. Oh, wow. Thank you. Come over here and sleep in it so we can pass the night. All right. I'm going to sleep. We're sleeping in bed side by side. It's very, you know, it's very cute. It is very cute. Very cozy. Is this actually going to fast night? Oh, oh, okay. 
All right. Okay, it's the next day. <laughs> it is the next day. Okay, okay. We're gonna build up. I'm gonna build up a little like shelter here. So what? So what are we building this this structure for? So we have a place to. Uh, yeah, we have a place to reset. Okay. Just in case we die, which we definitely won't. So it's it's fine. Yeah, we we're so good at this game. Like, right. We're gonna be totally fine. I'm ready. Ratman is ready. Ratman is ready. All right. So I don't like. I'm so what are we sure doing what right we're now, Joey? There, man. So tell this could be this could be bad. Tell them, tell them where where are we and what are we doing? We're go so we're going to a woodland mansion. We're right outside of it right now. We just slept in our bed, so if we die, we should end up right back where we were. Hopefully. We've got our armor on. We've got our shields and our swords. Yep. So so there's a couple different guys in there. They're gonna look like villagers, but they have super gray skin. The guys with the with the uh, with the axes will destroy you if they get close. And there's other guys that are like evokers. They'll try and kill you um, from a distance, and they'll shoot little dudes at you. They're like blue. They're called vexes. Oh god. So um, yeah. Just be careful. So what's our strategy here? Put torches down everywhere. Yes. So that bad. So because bad guys can still can still um, spawn in here. Also, okay. I did a very little research on this, so I'm not sure what we're gonna find. Like, there's supposed to be tons and tons of rooms in these things. Okay, it'll truly be an adventure. It will be an adventure. I hear some bad guys. There's it's one already, right there. It's right around the corner. Oh no! He's got, he's got an axe. He's coming oh towards god! Us. Oh god! I'm gonna try and get him without getting hit. Shoot him with an arrow. Oh! Oh, oh you got him! Nice. All right, I was no help oh, in got that one. Four emeralds for killing that guy. Nice. Okay. There's another one right there. I see him. Nice. Woo! I'm shooting my arrows at him. Yeah, let the arrows do the work. You're right. Ooh, look at all these barks. Oh, look at this, dude. You see what this is? What do you see? It's the weed room. The weed- Oh, 420 ganj. Very nice. Look at all these trees everywhere. They're growing in here. They sure I are, in the, in the dank, like, uh, undergard. And there's oh, an empty chest. There's a bunch of chests- Oh, I, I already took the stuff out of here. There. There's a bunch of chests in this room. Nice. I hear somebody grunting in the room yeah, over. Yeah, I think it's upset that we're here. <laughs> These are all uh, empty, I think. Okay. I haven't checked them all, but... Wow, I dude, see, I can't... Anything in here. Have they uh, legalized yet in Minecraft? Good question. I mean, that's up to you, right? That's part of the beauty of Minecraft, is that the uh, all the laws are totally up to you. That's a really good point. J just to give the listeners kind of an idea, we're walking through this wo just wooden mansion, and there's like this red carpet going down the down the hallway, red with yeah. white detail on the outside, and there's just tons of different rooms that we're going through, and mm. mostly just seeing oh, empty shoot. chests. Oh, oh god! There's a big creeper. Get him. All right, he's dead. You, all right, good. All right, the creeper almost blew us up, but there's a tree in this room with an axe. Oh shoot! That scared me. There's a little, uh, there's a little guy. guy in here. Little, little kid. Nice. All right, we got him. him. Okay. So this is another ethical dilemma in Minecraft. You can decide whether or not you want to murder, murder the children. Children, yeah. Are they complicit in this? Well, I think the children, once they attacked me, that's the end of their life. Yeah, Just like in yeah, real yeah. life, if your child attacks me, I'm coming at him with a diamond pickaxe, dude. I'm oh, yeah, going to sure. end him. What's the difference between an axe and a sword? Is there any the, advantage? Uh, the axe, I think, can do more damage if you hit him with a critical. Although I'm not entirely sure. The right, axe is the like a swinging down blow versus the, the sword is kind of... Oh, there's two guys right here. Oh, all right, all right. We're on the second floor now. We're fighting oh, a couple of axe wielders here. Oh, dang. You. S wow. 
That was brutal. You, messing around. Joey just slashed this axe-bearing guy and sent him halfway oh gosh, across the building. <laughs> oh my gosh. R.I.P. I'm starting so to feel bad room. about what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, oh shoot, oh shoot. This is one of the bad guys. This is one of the evokers. Oh my goodness, what on earth? Oh yeah. god. Ah, get away. Whoa! Yeah, watch out for right. those things. Those okay. are not good. Oh, I am gonna die. Get out of there! I'm down to I'm down to like three hearts. Shoot those blue guys. Alright. Oh! Alright. Oh, Axe oh, boy! I just hit you. I'm sorry! <laughs> oh, I've got something Friendly for his fire. ass! Oh god, okay, I'm about to die. I am about to die. Alright, well, there's a guy behind you! Ah! Here, I'm trying to save you, I'm trying to save you. I'm running! Oh god, quick, eat I got one, I got chicken. one, I got one. Oh god, no! Not my health! Ah! Oh, I, I just killed you. <laughs> I just killed you. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was trying to be heroic and I just murdered you. That's All right, okay. Can you find your way back? Yes. Do I need to grab supplies or should I just get the supplies that I dropped? Um, you can just come on back. I think. I think okay. you'll be okay. All right. This guy. This is. He's the only one left. I think. So we just gotta go in there and get him. Oh. Ooh. Man, those Vex are nasty. Oh my gosh! How many of them are there? They're, they're unlimited. Like he just keeps spawning more. Oh, we have to kill him then. Yeah. I think I got him, though. Okay, sheesh. Yep, I got him. Ooh, I got one of these, uh, totems of undying. Oh. Watch out behind you. I saw him. Do these things go the through wall? the wall? Yeah, they're just, they're crazy, right? Oh, he came out. Ouch. He's right behind you. He's right behind you. Ah! I hit him with my bow, <laughs> but without, like, firing an arrow. <laughs> oh, there Swacked he is. With it. <laughs> got him. Nice. Okay, this room appears to be some sort of dungeon or no, altar to some false yeah. god. Not Big Jimmy. Not Big Jimmy. So obviously, yeah, the implication there was that it's not Big Jimmy when I said false god. Right, everyone right, knows. right. I understand. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I saw a cobblestone and some weird stuff, and it looks kind of like a face, sort of, but like upside down, maybe. Hmm. I don't understand that. Seems derivative, if you ask me. Okay, yep, so it's still just clearing rooms here, murdering Jack Nicholson after Jack Nicholson. Yeah. And lighting the way, too, so that they don't come back. Oh, and oh he's- Oh my gosh, he just came around the corner! <laughs> Wait, you see that? That was he timed that well, yeah. He did. Ooh, but we timed it better. Yes, teamwork, teamwork. Uh, it's so much easier with two people. Oh, here goes another one! I'm gonna take him out with my axe. Ooh, oh, that was brutal. That was critical. Now that was- now that's Minecraft right there. Yeah, that's Minecraft. When I think of Minecraft, I think of axing someone in the side of the head. Uh, <laughs> you going up? Mm. Oh, yeah, I hear a little hmm going on up here. Mm. Mm. Oh, yes. Aha! Oh, Jack Nicholson. Yes, there he is. There's another one. Oh, he's coming oh, for you. He's coming for you. Oops, I'm Careful. Missed. I almost hit you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very nice. Got him. I think there's another guy around this corner. Oh man! Oh, another oh. evoker. Another evoker. Yes, we need to end him quickly. Ah, I'm missing. Nice. Yes. Well done. All right. Wow, that was actually kind of easy. Watch out for these vex. Oh, are we, are we harvesting these books? These books. I'm taking them. I need books. Okay. Well, we've done so, it. I need all these books to write down my um the the tales of exploit of how I liberated this uh, castle, right? With, with All help the, uh, from savages Ratman. that lived inside. Oh no, another evoker. Oh, get him, get him. Oh, watch out! Jack Nicholson's coming. Oh! Nice. All right, I killed the evoker. Get him. 
Oh! You made like a you made like a stifled thing. Oh, come check <laughs> this out. Come over here. Okay. Look, there's like a little uh, face in the wall of one of the oh, guys. Oh, yeah. Eyes, eyes and everything. It's made out of like wool, I guess. Squidward. It's nice. Squidward. <laughs> is that a giant chicken? It is a giant chicken. <laughs> this is not what I expected. It's horrible. Is there anything inside him? I love how you go straight for the butthole to see if there's I'm anything inside I'm going straight for the butthole, going straight in. <laughs> I know, there's nothing inside him. Yeah, Joey's currently giving this uh, this giant chicken a colonoscopy. <laughs> yes, I am. And oh I guess goodness. it's a he has a healthy bill of health, so he didn't find oh, anything in there. there's a creeper in here. Watch out. A creeper? Oh, my goodness. All right, moving on. There's a dark room over there. Oh, skeleton. Oh, skelly. Skelly boy, watch out. There's one bony boy. Oh. Aha. Nice. Nice. Oh, here he comes. Here he comes. Oh, all right. Come here, Jack. Oh, I missed. I missed again. I missed again. Oh. <laughs> That's the death noise. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> oh, shoot. There's a skeleton and a, a guy with an axe. All right, I've he's got some. Get the skeleton. Yeah, I got a skeleton. Oh, oh he's coming for you. He's coming for you. Oh, I've got something for his ass. Oh shoot! This guy just came. Oh, there's another one. Me. Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! All right, I'm gonna kill that. Oh jeez. I'm, I'm gonna kill that skelly boy. Nice. Got yeah. him. Nice. I love the sound of your crossbow, by the way. <laughs> Interesting. All right, let's see what's inside his head. <laughs> All right, now we've moved on from colonoscopies, and now we're on to lumbotomies as Joey yes. cuts his way into the side of this man's head. Yes, I want to see what's, what makes it tick. He's about a doorway-sized slice into the side of his cranium. <laughs> we're hoping to find something in there. My there's guess, nothing in there. There's nothing in there? You know what? I could have assumed as much based on the way this guy's acting. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that would probably wrap it up for us, right? You yeah, wanna, we got it. It's, uh, should we uh, announce our... Well, should we announce our spoils, what we got back? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so I got a chainmail chest plate, three totems of the undying, 24 books, and 11 emeralds. Joey, how'd you do? I got one totem of undying, five pieces of wheat, a diamond hoe, uh, 64 plus 11, so I got 75 books, 30 emeralds, and some redstone dust, as we'll, well as a bunch of wool. I call it a successful quest. I think this was a very successful quest. I've done a good job here. All right. Um, back to the uh, podcast then, I guess. Back to the podcast. All right. That was that was so much fun playing Minecraft just now. Yes, we it was. Just, we, we definitely just, just played Minecraft now. Wow. <laughs> we had fun doing it. It was great. And I think it's time for us to deliver our ratings. Joey, why don't you go first? I give this game a stack of great times and solid memories. Wow. That's amazing. I give this game Big Jimmy's Blessing. It's an absolutely amazing <laughs> Hallelujah, game. praise Big Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joey, what are we doing next? The next, we are returning to Batman. We're doing The Dark Knight Rises. Yes, and you're going to want to listen to the intro. We got, we've got something special for you uh, at the beginning of that episode about The Dark Knight Rises. You're not going to want to miss it. Um, but yeah, that wraps up our Minecraft episode for Affable Chat. I'm Benjamin. And I'm Joey. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Affable Chat. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. If you have a question, comment, or want to request something for us to talk about, you can reach us at our Twitter account, at AffableChat, or our email, affablechat at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.